I can't tell you how much I enjoyed saying touch them all. Way back and gone. Touch them all, Joe Maurer. And now these guys are making it relevant to this year's Twins. Now our two resident hardball nerds will attempt to touch them all on the week's news surrounding the Twins in MLB. Here's Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore. Hey, what's up, everybody? Special edition of the Touch Em All podcast. Derek Wetmore here. We're rolling live on Facebook uh, just a few minutes after the surprising news that Miguel Sano has been optioned to single-A Fort Myers. Uh, I can't think of uh, really any recent precedent that this compares with. Like, What star player has such a significant step backwards that the year after he makes the All-Star team he gets sent to the low minors and the reaction around the league is kind of like, yeah, yeah, he was struggling. I can't think of any other recent example. If you have an example, share it in the chat. We'd love to hear about it. We're going to talk all things Miguel Sano today. That's all this episode is about. I won't deviate. Typically I'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about today. It's all Miguel Sano. Did the twins make the right choice? Are they sending him to the right spot? What does this mean for his long-term future? What does it mean for the Twins' long-term future? Tons of tentacles to get to on this. So let's just jump right into the chat. I'm on my Facebook page, uh, Derek Wetmore, MLB, talking Miguel Sano. Uh, I see a bunch of people in here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, joining. This is uh, cool to see how many people came in here. Tim, Kirk, Matt, Mark, Tony, Jesse, Paul, Seth, Devlin, Trevor, Cody, Stan, Chad. This is awesome, and these are just the people who've – thrown in their two cents. So if you're a lurker in this chat, we want to hear from you too. What do you think about this? Miguel Sano to single-A Fort Myers. All right, that's enough setup. Let's talk. Chad says, I'm hoping he can bring back the work ethic, Derek. He's not going to be a star if he can't get his weight under control, is he? And it's a great question, Chad. I wrote about that yesterday for 1500ESPN.com under the headline, is Miguel Sano running out of time to become a star? And at 25, it's probably a little premature to say he'll never be a star. It's definitely premature. We've seen the talent. Not many guys have that 80-grade power that Sano has. Not many people exhibit the plate discipline that Sano showed us in 2015. Yeah, he had a strikeout rate of like 35%. And yeah, he had a bad September. But I mean, that stretch where he went from new guy, rookie, prospect that you'd heard about for a while to one of the most feared hitters in the American League, that's legit. That is for real. You cannot fake that very easily for multiple months at a time. And and Sano had that um, from summer. I think it was July 2nd we saw his call-up 2015 through the end of that year. I mean, I have the numbers here. Let me pull them up quickly. They're just from my column uh, yesterday. I mean, I think he hit 269 with, yep, here it is, 269, 385 on base percentage with a 530 slugging percentage and 18 home runs in a partial season. is basically half a season. That's incredible uh, for a rookie who was at the time 22, 23 years old. I mean, that sort of stardom is difficult to fake. So is he running out of time? That's a fair question. We could talk about that. And the sort of negative steps he's taken. But, like, can you say right now Sano will never be a star? No way. No way can you say that. And so, Chad, to your point about the weight, 
I think that's a non-trivial portion of this. Uh, like I don't care what the scale says. Body weight to me is is sort of just a number. I care about body composition. You know, what's his fat to muscle ratio? Um, is he taking care of his body? Is he getting enough sleep and rest so that he can be sort of that elite caliber athlete that we all expect him to be? That to me matters more than does he weigh 260 or 280 or 300. But I will say that the weight on the scale does tend to be this leading indicator that uh, I think you could fairly say athletes who care a lot about their body and want to play 160 games a year on a baseball diamond generally don't weigh 300 pounds. And so that is something that we're really following here at 1500 ESPN. Like that, that matters to me. Um, it's not fat shaming. It's not saying, hey – Body weight is the only thing that matters. That's not it at all. But I do think we can take a leading indicator from the fact that Sano's put on so much weight throughout the years, not just this offseason, but progressed towards, you know, pushing toward 300 pounds. I think that's something that we have to monitor. So, Chad, yeah, I would say part of the program for Miguel Sano going back to single A Fort Myers is can he get his weight back in control? Can he, in the middle of a season, lose weight. It's something a lot of guys struggle to do. And uh, I wonder if that's part of the reason for sending him to Fort Myers rather than AAA Rochester. Stan says, hi. Devlin says, hi. What's up, guys? Trevor says, hola. Hola, Trevor. Que tal? Que paso? Uh, Devlin says, I think he needs to, uh, I think he needs to take being an a major leaguer seriously, both off the field and at home with what he eats and puts into his body, as well as on the field being dedicated to improving. I'll say this, Devlin. Sano is definitely dedicated on the field. I mean, you watch this guy take pregame batting practice and he's competitive. He cares. Um, I don't think there's any question that Miguel Sano wants to be a great major league hitter. But the first part of your comment there, Devlin, is it rings true. Does he care uh, enough to put in the work that we don't see? Does he care to work outside of the hours of 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. to be a great player? Because, you know, cross-sport comparison here, but Tom Brady does work more days than the 16 to 20 days that we see him on TV. He works, I would be willing to bet, 350 plus days to be that guy now obviously i said cross sport comparison it doesn't exactly stack up quarterback to middle of the order slugger third baseman but devlin yeah that's what i'm curious about how do you put yourself in a position to be successful on the baseball field paul says i can't think of a bigger bomb than this in recent history yeah i mean for sure for a from a twins perspective, I can't think of an example of somebody who you thought like star track, star track, star trajectory, all-star game, single a Fort Myers. And not only single a Fort Myers, but Hey, he's been optioned to single a Fort Myers. And yeah, I mean, I can see it, you know? So yeah, Paul, I'm with you. I wouldn't say that it's over, but this is a, this is a surprising fall from grace. Jesse chimes in, I think the Twins should take a year off and focus on his weight and health. What do you think, Derek Wetmore? Well, Jesse, I don't think that they should take a full year off. I think if you want to hang around in the wildcard race, you need a healthy and productive Miguel Sano 
back in your lineup as either the third baseman or the DH. Um, probably a DH at this point, if we're being honest, right? Eduardo Escobar's been great filling in for him at third base. So take the year off and focus on his weight. I don't know. That's too big of a pass for me. That's special treatment. That's maybe unnecessary. I would just say this. Sending him to Fort Myers is a clear indication that they want and expect better out of Miguel Sano. Um, but the full year off, I don't know about that. I think he can do that as he plays in single-A baseball games because he'll be the oldest and most talented player in the lineup every single night. So you're not exactly worried about, can I catch up to this fastball? You're probably facing a kid in Fort Myers. So uh, Sano will have the talent disparity tilted strongly in his favor. I think that's kind of part of the idea. He can work on some of those things as he goes up against lesser competition rather than trying to figure it out on the fly in the major leagues. That's a lot to ask. So I see a couple more people joining the chat. What's up, guys? Thanks for coming by. I see Camp. Who else just came in here? Clint joining the chat. What's up, guys? Thanks for stopping by. What do you think about Miguel Sano? Fort Myers? All right, Mark says, eyes emoticon. Yep, nailed it. That's the pinned comment for now, Mark. Uh, Think this is a wake-up call. This is a comment from Tony. Think this is a wake-up call for turning his career around or he's out of the MLB in five years. Hopefully it's a big wake-up call. Yeah, Tony wrote about that yesterday. Is Miguel Sano, quote, running out of time? Oh, boy. I mean, fair question at this point. Matt says, what up, D? Time to trade the vets and bring up the kids. I don't know. I don't know. It looks like it. It looks like it's headed in that direction, doesn't it? Um, another loss to Detroit. That's that's a bad look. I mean, Detroit's not as bad as we thought they were going to be. Or maybe they are. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so far... Season has not gone the way that the Twins would want. Here we are halfway through June, six weeks from the trade deadline. And if you had to tell me right now, are you buyers or sellers? I think a lot of fans would say sellers. Um, Still time to get this thing turned around. Still time to potentially position yourself to be buyers. But you're just so far behind in that wildcard race. That ship has sailed. Now can you beat Cleveland in the division? That is the question at the top of my mind. I'm not so sure you can. I think that uh, let's pull up the standings here real quick. I don't have a top of mind, but the Twins are six games back on the Indians. The Indians are 36-31, and 31, and the story is they've been bad. Now, if Cleveland can plug its leaky bullpen and sort of take off and become that 90-95-100 win team, you know, they won 102 games last year. Can they be that team again? Then it's over for the Twins, and then, yeah, it's time to sell. I mean, there aren't a ton of kids that you're, like, saying are banging on the door right now, Matt, but... It would be about capturing value on veterans that you don't expect to be part of the 2019 team. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I, you guys won't be surprised. I wrote this season off on May 1st. I said they're running out of time, and uh, yeah, they haven't exactly taken off since that point. What's up, Daniel? I see Jan- Daniel joining the chat. Thanks for stopping by, man. Um, Kurt. 
Kurt weighs in. Is it simply that there wasn't room for him at the other minor league clubs? No, Kurt, it's a good question. I, th- I think it's more than that. Look, every major league team makes room for its major league players if they need to go somewhere. Joe Maurer, well, AAA Rochester had a first baseman, but Joe Maurer needs a rehab stint. That's priority 1A. So he goes down to Fort Myers, he DHs, then he plays first base. Now he'll probably be back with the Twins after this move. I haven't heard that, but that's my expectation. That's one of the reasons that you make uh, this move and option, Jake Cave. You're making a roster spot. Uh, that same thing could absolutely happen for Miguel Sano at AAA, at AA. Instead, the Twins decided to make it single A, and I think part of it's because that's where their great facility is for spring training. They put a lot of money into that place. Lee County in Florida has put a lot of money into that place. It's a good facility. Um, and then maybe there's just additional staff that's down there. Maybe Sano's comfortable with their um, – Maybe he has living arrangements that are easier than uh, AAA Rochester and going and riding a bus. Instead, you can go down there against lower-level competition, hit the reset button. I think that's very much part of this. Um, So, Kurt, it's a good question, but no, it's definitely not about running out of space on the other minor league teams. This uh, This is more than that. Tim Stang wants to know, when does Dozier join him? Dozier's slumping. Um... I think that's a slightly different scenario, whereas Sano was not only slumping and failing to recognize pitches and striking out all the time, he was also very large, and that's got to be part of this. If this was just a slump after Sano came back from his hamstring strain, then I don't know that you send him to Fort Myers. Maybe you send him to AAA Rochester. Maybe, uh, you know, if it's a health thing, then you DL him again. But I think this is different than what Dozier's going through, Tim. Seth says, uh, there have been some pitchers that have been sent from MLB to A-ball. I think the most famous would be Roy Halladay. Rest in peace, Roy Halladay. Um, Yeah, and that would be like a uh, control thing. Uh, Clear your mind, get your mind right, go back to the lowest level of competition, work on your mechanics, really focus in there. Can you throw a fastball for a strike when you need to? Okay, check that box and then move on. Eventually get back up to the big leagues. Um, I can't think of a Twins example, Seth. If if you can come up with any, let me know. Drop it in the chat. There isn't, in my time covering the Twins and my one season spent covering the Orioles, there's not a, there's not an example like this. Um, nothing comes to mind anyways of middle of the season, reset button. Um, has anybody seen a timeline from the Twins on when Sano will be recalled, by the way? I, I haven't seen that. Um, I haven't sent out my texts emails, phone calls, yet uh, I wrote the story and then jumped on here with you guys to talk about this move. But uh, I'm not sure that you necessarily have a time where you say like, hey, all right, two weeks and then you're back. Are we going to see Sano back in the big leagues on July 1st? Um, Are we going to see him at the trade deadline? Are we going to see him on September 1st? What does this look like? What is the timeline? And I guess – the more relevant question is, does Sano control his timeline? If he goes down there, takes this seriously, puts in the work, is tearing the cover off single-A pitchers, all right, maybe he forces your hand and you call him right back up. Or is this a situation where you say, hey, six weeks, diet regimen, baseball activities, get your mind right, and then we'll see you back here? I don't know. I have no idea what this is. Uh, this is It's too early, so this is all speculation on my part, but that's what we do on the podcast. That's what we do on the Facebook shows on Fridays. Um, I don't know what this is. So 
take that for whatever it's worth. It's a question from an inquisitive reporter uh, basically wondering, when will we see Miguel Sano again? I don't know. I don't have the answer. Maybe the twins don't have the answer either. Uh, real quick plug, as long as we're talking about this, this is one of the bigger groups we've had in a while. Join one of these videos. I do one of these every Friday uh, on my Facebook page, Derek Wetmore, MLB, where you're at right now. Uh, twins questions general. It's not always focused on Miguel Sano. It's not always in the Hubbard studios at 1500 ESPN. Uh, sometimes they're at the home studios. But we talk twins every single Friday. So stop on by for that. Usually I try to do them around lunch because that's kind of when my availability is. But I also take listener questions. If there are times that you guys – that just work better for you, if it's morning, maybe we can work it to a morning. Oh, if uh, it's Friday after work, after quitting time, fine. Maybe we'll talk, uh, we'll talk then. I know I did one just before the Twins game this past Friday. Anyway, if you're on this chat and you don't usually come to those, maybe stop by. We'd love to have you. A lot of great questions here today. Let's keep that thing rolling on Friday. Paul says, uh, photos of fat guy that needs to sweat it out. Oh, that's a bit of an autocorrect here. He says, Sano, not photo. Well, all right. So Paul, piecing that together, says, Sano is a fat guy that needs to sweat it out. Paul, I think it goes deeper than that. Um, Tracy says, agree. And then Paul says the Twins are sending him a big message. Agree? Yes and no. Like, yes, you're going to single A. That's a message. But I think that they can convey that message without actually sending him to the minor league. So I think this is more than that. Um, I was reading some comments from reporters on the scene uh, after they talked with Miguel, and I have not talked with Miguel since that, this move. Uh, my cell phone has been used to record this Facebook video and that alone since this came out. But uh, the the quotes from you know, guys like Dan Hayes and Rhett Bollinger and Phil Miller saying, hey, I'm cool with this. This is Miguel Sano. I'm paraphrasing from their quotes, basically like, hey, this is a challenge. I understand. They like me. I know that this is uh, – something that needs to get fixed, and I'll see you soon, I think was a quote I saw relayed from Dan Hayes um, on the Sano situation. And like, cool. If that's going to be his attitude and he's going to go down there and work harder than anybody else down there, amazing. That's a great sign for the Twins. And uh, I guess I would only say that's the answer to my question of the is Miguel Sano running out of time, that column I published yesterday for 1500 ESPN, well, his response to this demotion is going to directly answer that question. If he's lazy about this or if he mopes about it, yes, Miguel Sano is running out of time to become a major league star. But if he takes this as a challenge and asserts himself and sort of whatever the, the whatever word you want to use to describe sort of takes that mental step back or hits the reset button, or whatever whatever cliche you want to use to describe it, if he takes that challenge seriously and overcomes it and becomes a better player for it, then awesome. Bravo to Miguel Sano, and then no, uh, he has not run out of time to become a star. In fact, I would bet on him becoming a star again. Um, so, super curious. I'm fascinated to see the answer to that question. Will Sano take this seriously? How will he work? Um, Gosh, I'd be tempting to go down to Fort Myers, follow Sano's progress. 
how tempting would it be to just go be at the spring training complex a week from today, watch Sano take ground balls at third base, and talk to him about this process? But how do you feel about this? And secondly, you know, what was the conversation with the Twins like? It would be a fascinating dynamic. Um, maybe we can send Roycey down there. I know he's got a condo in the fort. 1500 ESPN, get on it. Get Roycey down to Fort Myers and uh, see what Miguel Sano's mind state is like right now. That would go a long way to answering the question of whether he's running out of time or not to become a big league star. All right, we'll get to a couple more of these, and then I got to run. Like I said, we'll do a Friday show. Brad says, good move. He came into the season out of shape, overweight. He needs a reality check. Hopefully this humbles him. Yeah, well, that 40% strikeout rate probably did some humbling as well. Stan says, the facilities that Fort Myers has can only help. Dormitory living and dietitians can only help. Sure, he may dominate Class A, but the training and coaching will be offered. He just needs to take advantage. Awesome, Stan. Yep. I'm pinning that comment now. Mark, your eyes emoji was uh, was the keeper of the crown, and now uh, Stan's got it. Stan, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Timothy Rand says, Are the other pitchers just catching up with Sano, or is he not making adjustments? His weight is an issue. His work ethic is probably an issue, but he looks lost at the plate. Like he doesn't know what pitchers are doing to get him out. Yeah, man, it's both. Um, some of this is on Sano. No question about it. Um, pitchers have known for a while how to try to get to him. He saw the lowest percentage of fastballs last year, or one of the lowest percentage of fastballs last year. They know attacking with off-speed stuff early and often. And that hasn't mattered. The past couple of years, Sano's still been a great hitter. Um, this year... It's not there, um, at least relative to our lofty expectations for him. Um, so let's see. Yes, his weight is an issue. I agree with you there, Timothy. Um, and, but then looking lost at the plate, how many times does this guy check swing? I, mean, I, I wrote that in the column. I don't have the data for it right offhand, but like this has been a long, prolonged stretch of Miguel Sano really looking unsure of himself at the plate. And if you told me that in 2015, that this rookie who's mashing and laying off that 3-2 slider in the left-handed batter's box every single time, if you told me that guy was going to turn into this guy, I don't think I would have believed you. I would have been pretty surprised that the deterioration of his plate discipline has become so dramatic that, yeah, it's, this is not just a weight thing, I don't think, guys. This is a go back and become a complete hitter again. Um, they'll work with him to become that guy again because, boy, you plug that into the cleanup spot in this order with Eddie Rosario and Eduardo Escobar hitting the way they are. If you added 2015 Miguel Sano into this lineup and then Joe Maurer coming back healthy and eventually Brian Dozier gets hot, guys, there's a lot to like about this lineup. And uh, right now Miguel Sano is not not living up to that expectation. So anyway, Robert Nelson chimes in. Robert says, you think he's in the Miracle lineup Friday or works on the side for a time on his swing, pitch recognition, and conditioning? I don't know. That's a good question. Robert, I don't have the answer for you because, like I said, I haven't tapped my Twins contacts, but uh, um, that's interesting. I bet you he plays, but does he play every day? I don't know. Maybe there's not value in facing single-A pitching every single night. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question, Robert. Let's see what happens. 
Somebody told me, too, they're on their uh, break. Let's look it up. Fort Myers Miracle. They're on their uh, all-star break already. Is that right? I saw my buddy Phil Mackey tweet out that uh, Sano and Royce Lewis could soon be teammates in Fort Myers, and that would be really interesting. So here's an answer to your question, Robert. Uh, Fort Myers plays Palm Beach tonight. And then they have Friday off. So, no, he won't be in Friday's lineup. Then Saturday's the all-star game for Fort Myers, the uh, Florida State League. Obviously, Sano won't play in that. And then Sunday off, and they're right back at it Monday. Back to the grind uh, with a home series versus Tampa. Is that the Tampa Tarpons? Um, Sano, I would think, would be in that lineup on Monday. But I don't have a good answer for you if he'll play every day. Robert, it's a really good question. Matt Shaw says they're on break till Monday. Yep, nailed it. Yep, good stuff, Matt. Sorry, I didn't see your comment. Um, Trisha says, all I can say is about time. Yeah, this is weird. This move this move in one way had a feeling of like a long time coming because you watch Sano and you're like, he's just not the same Sano. But at the same time, Trisha, I'd push back. I'd challenge you on that a little bit in that like I don't think any of us saw a demotion to Fort Myers coming. You know, I mean, uh, Royce's been talking about it for a while. Judd um, mentioned it to me. I don't know if he went. Uh, I don't know if he went on the air with it. He talks on the air for four hours a day. I'm sure he said it at least once. Um, but I still don't know. Like, I, I think even in the context of those conversations, when I'd be talking with those guys, it would be like, boy, that'd be surprising. But maybe it takes something surprising at this point to sort of get through and to get your point across and. Frankly, this isn't about getting your point across. It's about getting a solution. If the Twins think that they have a solution here, they can go fix Sano in Fort Myers and then get him back up to the big leagues, then all for it. I think this is about more than sending a message. I've said that a couple times, and I firmly believe it. So yeah, Trisha, about time, yes, but also even though we were expecting a demotion or something to happen at some point, it's still pretty surprising to me that you send formerly one of your best players down to the low levels of the minors. I think this is just surprising anyway you slice it. All right, Jesse says, Hey, Derek Wetmore, always enjoyed your views and your live shows on Facebook. Just wanted to say, awesome job you're doing. Love your insight on the Twins. Whoa, paid consultant. I'm not going to pin that comment, but Jesse, thank you for the kind words. That's really nice of you to say. And gosh, I should have proofread that before I read it out loud. Now I'm embarrassed. Paul says, is that correct? Fort Myers is on break until Monday? Yep, you got it. All-star game on Saturday, Sunday off, Friday off, and they'll be back at it uh, with Tampa at home on Monday. Spencer Spencer wants to know, uh, any chance now with Sano and Jake Cave going down, is it finally time for Nick Gordon? Spencer, non-zero chance. But like I said, I started this video pretty much right after I filed my story, so I haven't I haven't talked with anybody with the twins since the move went down. Maybe I should check my texts. Nope, just Matthew Collar bugging me, and a couple of you retweeting my stuff on Twitter. Thank you for uh, sharing this video out. That's that means a ton to me, guys. That's the only way this thing's gonna grow. Um. <laughs> Dan Schrader says, is this the first Jay-Z client to be in single A ball? Great question. I'd have to go look that up. I don't know. I'm not sure how many other people are with Rock Nation Sports. I know uh, Robbie Cano was on that. I almost said label. Is it still label if it's a baseball agency? I don't know. 
But uh, let me check, Dan. That would be a really interesting question. I'm not sure how many A-ballers Rock Nation employs. Uh, Luke says, any word on corresponding move? This is put up or sell off time. I'm not sure about that, Luke. And no, I don't have a word. I mean, Joe Maurer will probably be back with one of those roster spots, but I don't. Uh, I haven't done any digging on who else would be coming up. Um, Luke continues. He says, Sano and Dozier, plus the lack of Santana and Polanco, are two of the reasons the Twins are underachieving. If they were producing runs, the Twins would be winning games. The Twins were counting on them being somewhere near the past year's production in their equations. I agree with everything so far, Luke. Uh, what else? He goes on to say, At what point do we start scratching our heads about the Twins' front office? Yes, they like Sabre, but sometimes it seems like they don't know what they are doing. Are we too close to this? Do all teams make these kind of mistakes? And if you're talking about like the 40-man roster moves that our buddy Jake DePew wrote about the other day, that's fair criticism. The Twins' front office has screwed up a couple 40-man roster moves, and boy, you'd like to have John Ryan Murphy behind the plate right now. You'd like to have Randy Rosario in your bullpen, um, you know. So, so I don't think that the Twins front office is infallible by any means. But I also think that they're a pretty smart collection of people, and this year is a surprising anomaly to all of us. I don't think even the pessimists among us would have said that this was coming. So, I don't know, Luke. It's too early for me to answer your question, but. I do think that it's fair to say these guys aren't perfect. Like Derek Falvey's made some mistakes. I think even him sitting in this room, if he was doing this video with me right now, sitting to my left, I think Falvey would cop to that. Now maybe maybe not because he's got to be the public-facing sort of CEO of the Twins. But gosh, I don't think that it's possible to say he's been perfect. So I even criticized them last year at the trade deadline with the facts that they had at the time right decision to sell off, trade Brandon Kinsler, try and get some international draft money and a prospect, sell Jaime Garcia, try to get a prospect. Zach Littell looks like a nice little pitching prospect. But to say that he's been perfect would be uh, blind faith, I think, personally. And so anyways, I criticized them then after they made the postseason. I say, hey, with the benefit of hindsight, we know they made the wrong decision. No one was criticizing that at the time. I think he made the smart choice, said like, well, a lot of teams in this race, are we going to make it? Fine, that sell-off made sense, but with the benefit of hindsight, then I think we can go in and say, oh, it would have been nice to have Brennan Kinsler at Yankee Stadium. It would have been nice to have Jaime Garcia. you know. And the international draft money didn't help you get Shohei Otani. So, you know, that's I, I think that you can say, hey, they made it calculated, informed decision, and they still got it wrong. That's what I'd say, Luke, is the best answer to your question is like, they are smart about making decisions, and they don't always pan out perfectly. Look at this year as a perfect example of that. So anyways, that's a soapbox rant for you. We got a couple more questions, and then I got to get out of here, guys. Um, Matt says they're on all-star break. He's talking about Fort Myers. Um, Justin says, hope it's the wake-up call he needs. Paul says Buxton and Maurer will be the two replacements. Um, that'd be interesting if Buxton's ready to go and they don't want to give him a rehab assignment again. That would be shocking to me, but I've been wrong before. So I bet you I bet you Maurer's on that, but if Buxton's one of the other replacements, wow. I would have thought the Twins learned their lesson with that. Brad says, will it humble him? Absolutely it will humble him. Um, but I don't think... 
I don't think uh, that's the only piece to this equation. That's what I'll say. Jesse says, I agree with Chad, Chad Smith from earlier, who said, uh, my issue with Sano is his work ethic or lack thereof. It's nice to see the Twins actually holding him accountable for once. Brad asks, after asking, will it humble him? Will it light a fire under him? I would think so. Travis says, how does Robbie Grossman still have a job? Travis, not answering that. This is the Miguel Sano chat. Mark says, will they call up Gordon soon? Uh, address that. Um, I don't know, but yeah, wouldn't you like to see Nick Gordon playing shortstop for this team right now um, rather than A. Ray Adrianza? They already optioned Petit, so maybe then Adrianza becomes the backup or something. I don't know. Keep in mind too, guys, I've got July 6th. July 6th, that's circled on my calendar for the day that Jorge Polanco could potentially come back. Rainouts could affect that, but if Polanco and the if Polanco stays on track and the Twins get their games in according to plan, he could be back, uh, yeah, that end of the first week of July. Let's see. Jared. Jared says, Buxton, Dozier, Morrison, Robbie G, and Nelson O. Those guys have killed this team this year. David says, uh, is this a Sano problem or is it a Twins training staff problem? Because if we trade him or he goes to another team and turns into Ortiz part two, hashtag big poppy. Yeah, I don't think you'd release him right now. You wouldn't trade him at this point. His value is low and uh, yeah, you've just got higher expectations for Sano. Um, yeah, don't cut him. You run the risk of David Ortiz part two. But uh, gosh, it's hard to blame the training staff from my perspective. I mean, I'm around this team a little bit. It's not that I know everything, but I don't think that you could really blame the trainers for Sano going and having off-season surgery, which is fine. He needed to have it to put a rod in his shin and then not taking his diet and nutrition that seriously this winter. I don't even know that. I didn't watch Miguel Sano eat a single meal this winter, but I just feel that uh, from my perspective, if you take it seriously, you don't come into camp you know, overweight. I could be wrong because like I said, I didn't see him eat a single meal, so I don't know what his offseason was like. But there have been other guys who've had, you know, similar surgeries, I'm positive, in the past and not put on the kind of weight that Sano put on this winter. Paul says, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I saw somebody put it on Twitter. I wish I could remember who said it so that I could properly attribute it. But they basically said, Baseball is better with a good Miguel Sano. Yep. You like to see stars. Uh, Mark says, does he go to Fort Myers, then Chattanooga, then Rochester before he gets back with the Twins? Mark, I don't know about that. And it's part of the question of like how long will he be in the minors for. But I would think that if Sano gets back on track um, with what the Twins want him to solve, pitch recognition and all that stuff. Maybe you send him to either Chattanooga or Rochester briefly, but to me this is not a climb the minor league ladder. Sano's already proven that he can handle major league pitching at the highest level for multiple years. This is get yourself back on track, and then I think you could insert him back into the lineup relatively quickly. Just my two cents. I see Pat join the chat. What's up, Pat? Thanks for coming, man. Kevin's here. Sorry you guys missed like most of it. We're wrapping up here, but uh, you can hit the replay, and we've talked about Miguel Sano for a long time here. It looks like 40 minutes almost. 
Uh, Paul says the redemption story would make a great part two of the documentary that he was in as a teenager. Yep, they're filming part two. I heard that they were going to come out with it, but I don't know where that stands. I'd have to, uh, I'd have to circle back on that. Um, what else? But by the way, I can't imagine putting it out right now. So I don't know what their plan is. I don't know. Um, haven't talked with those people in a while, but. This is not the time to make the story unless the story is like if it ends with him getting optioned. That's an interesting part too and it promises that there will be a part three. Interesting thought, guys. Um, Mark says it's far more than just weight. It's pitch recognition and play discipline. Yes, nailed it. Dozier's also struggling, says Tony. Tony uh, goes on to say this is a whole team issue. Also, Lomo, man, what a waste of a lineup spot. Dan uh, wants to know about Polanco. Will he need much time to ramp up, or is he allowed to play some minor league games before his recall date? Dan, on Polanco, just quickly, because this is a Miguel Sano podcast, Polanco can play 20 games in the minor leagues just like any rehabbing position player. Um, so I actually I expect that to start pretty soon here for the shortstop. Kevin says, I'd love to see Rooker called up. What's Rooker hitting, guys? Brent Rooker. My LB. And the only reason I'm answering a non-Miguel Sano question is because it could be the lineup spot. He's in the Southern League currently, double A, 259 with a 315 OBP, 457 slugging. Yeah. He'll, I think he'll make the majors at some point. I don't know that right now is that point. Billy says, just cut him and send him to Boston. Get it over with. Nope. I wouldn't do that. Uh, let's see. John shares a note here. I think that's it, guys. I think that'll do it. Awesome stuff. Thank you for coming today. I'll see if there's anything on Twitter. Daniel, thanks for sharing the video on Twitter. Much appreciated. Brenda says it's overdue. Seth shared the video out on Twitter. Thank you, Seth. That's awesome, man. Much appreciated. Sean shared it on Twitter. Um, I like Facebook. I, we talked about this in past episodes, but uh, Facebook is where it's at for these discussions. Um, so always appreciate you guys sharing this on any platforms. Um, this is super cool. The fact that anyone would even share it um, is humbling for me every time. And uh, let's just grow this thing, man. Let's have big twin shows every single week. I love hearing from you guys. It gives me sort of a beat on you know, what you're thinking about when you're watching these games because I know what I'm thinking about. But you don't always want to necessarily read just what I'm thinking. Five thoughts I do once a week, so maybe you do want to read that. But like the Miguel Sano column that I wrote yesterday came directly from you guys. People asking me what is going to happen with Miguel Sano. And then I saw ESPN, uh, David Schoenfield write, is he running out of time? Basically, he wrote, here are 10 players who are running out of time. Lucas Giolito, Byron Buxton, Miguel Sano were on that list. So I just wrote Miguel Sano and then boom. Not 24 hours later, he sent out to single A Fort Myers. So I got to give you guys all the credit for that. That column came directly from reading questions from you on Facebook and on Twitter and on my email newsletter. A bunch of people asking about that. So anyways, my gratitude to you guys. Thanks for doing that um, and thanks for sharing. This is, this is fun for me to talk about this stuff with you guys. And the more people that come on, the more likely we are to be able to keep doing it. So that's why I ask you guys every week to hit like. When you're done watching this video, just push the like button or hit share or whatever. Um, 
It would help us grow our numbers and help me justify to the bosses at 1500 ESPN, hey, look, we got to be doing twins shows. This is awesome. So that's it. Miguel Sano, single A Fort Myers. Don't know how long he'll be there, but the twins made the big decision today uh, to send him out to the low minor leagues to try to get himself right. Um, that'll do it for this video, this podcast, this Touch em All podcast. I'm Derek Wetmore. Uh, was not flying solo today. I had all you guys with me. So um, thanks for joining, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.